welcome to Too Many Jennifers, the podcast made by Jennifers for everyone. I'm a newscaster and my name is Jen Tisdale. And coming to you live from Washington, D.C., this is Jenny Cavallero with the weather. Ooh, another hot one. And this is just for people local to D.C. We're getting some backups on the Occoquan. I never know what that meant. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, I think there's like a highway near us called the Occoquan. I've Um, never heard that. I do remember many times when I was younger, there was always a quote unquote backup on the Occoquan. And also when it was winter, Loudoun County schools were always closed in Virginia. Mm. And I was like, uh, I was like, uh, do those motherfuckers even go to school anymore? (laughs) Like I hated it. Yeah. I haven't heard that, but I don't listen to traffic reports. So that's very strange. Possible that they no longer have traffic backups. Or they've maybe erased the indigenous name and named it something like um, Ted Cruz Freeway. Who knows? God bless. Yeah, probably, probably. So, you know, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Uh, Welcome back. Pretty crowded in D.C. lately with all that's been happening. There's a backup at the Supreme Court. Oof, 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 oof. Yikes, yikes. Yikes, my yikes. We feel how you all feel. Hopefully, those of you listening, if you're listening and don't support abortion, get out of here. Go examine yeah. your life. Um, yeah, I've had three because I follow mm-hmm. the comedy rule of three. Rule most, of threes. Mm-hmm. Most ways, uh, most things that I do, it's the magic number. Yeah, I've had one and here I am living my life free mm-hmm. and unencumbered by yeah. children that I did not want. So <laughs> thank God. Thank God. Thank yeah. God for it. Uh, so that's what's going on. For Nothing all else us. going on. We've had a, we've had an interesting week, a couple pretty, weeks, pretty quiet week, pretty quiet, pretty quiet here in the genosphere, <laughs> but you know, welcome to anyone who's new and to our friends and enemies. No, people have other things. To I don't do. mind. I don't mind if enemies listen, because, you know, I'm here for those downloads. <laughs> I've made it pretty clear at this point that very my clear. number one priority in life is <laughs> got to get those downloads. Very, very um, clear. Yeah. We do this free podcast for mm-hmm. free downloads. <laughs> got to get those downloads. That's yeah. my, that's my currency. Uh, mm-hmm. You've heard of Bitcoin. Well, this is the new, this is the new Bitcoin and it is downloads. Got to get those downloads. And I um, want to point out, you don't even know how many downloads we get unless I tell you. And, and, <laughs> and I you don't, never ask. You never ask. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care because I have so much faith in the currency that is downloads that mm-hmm. I, I don't need to know what they're doing on the market at any time. I trust that they're just steadily going up. Yeah. I mean, the, you yeah. look younger. I will say that. So they're working. Oh man. Thank you. You squeezed that in. There was a, um, uh, I still, I still go on Facebook occasionally just to be like with all in all my little Facebook groups, like my little sure. rosacea Facebook group, my little mild dry eyes Facebook group. You <laughs> have to check in with the dry, mild dry eyes Facebook I'm, group, or else how do you know if everyone's eyes are still dry? We're all not, none of us are doing well in various forms. Mine I'm pretty lucky, but a lot of people, it's not great, but I saw a memory that I guess I forgot. I was in Disney world this around this time last year. Remember we interviewed Jen Bacacus who just went went viral. Did you see this? Yeah. Jen I'm interrupting myself. Just went viral as the woman who ordered a chair off Amazon and got a vial of blood instead. And I can't literally, believe that wasn't me. Literally, literally viral because they're, the blood is full of some sort of virus waiting to be released. Vial of blood, full, full of blood. 
It is absolutely not the last gasp of Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton's relationship. It was a file of blood. So I saw a Facebook memory, presumably right after Disney World, where I just said, uh, my review of Disney World is that my mother's 15-year-old daughter kept saying to me, you do not look 41. <laughs> you just said your mother's 15-year-old daughter. So sorry, that's not me. My mother's... <laughs> friends that see that's my skin I'm looking at my own skin and, and I just went I just said 15 out of like habit yeah of looking at my own your skin. mother's friend's 15 year old daughter who you went to <laughs> Disney World with oh, I wish my mother had a secret 15 year old daughter I wish you know every time I get an ancestry.com alert that I have a a connection because I did the or whatever they're called yeah it's like you have an on a new DNA match I'm just waiting for I'm waiting for my father's secret child to reveal themselves to me. <laughs> yep. Um, to be yeah. clear, I don't know of any, but it's possible. Well, that's it's the possible. secret part, Jenny. That's right. the secret part. So, you know, it's fun because like you get the weirdest. I don't understand how it works. I, okay. So I, <laughs> the ancestors.com tree of life or whatever it's called mm -hmm. um, within each person's own profile. It looks as confusing to me as the cursed website that is Reddit. Like <laughs> I, I don't understand how it's organized and maybe my eyes are, I just don't have any spatial reasoning that maybe mm -hmm. visually that's not my thing, but I look at it and I go, Oh, I can't, I don't know what this is saying to me. Like, it'll say like your fourth, this twice removed. And I'm like, Oh, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know what any of that. Thank you. I don't, I mean, I feel like I'm fully removed. I've never met these people, but yes. Anyway, yeah, it's good to just check it and make sure it's no one you've ever made out with. Ooh, yeah. Did you? I just read something, and then we should really start. Where yeah. two <laughs> two ladies were dating, and they found out they were sisters, and they're like, <gasps> "We're gonna we're gonna keep dating." And I said, "Well, sure," because the real quote unquote grossness of incest only comes with like, if I'm honest, I can't believe this this is not a stance to take right now, but I'm oh, gonna no. take it. I'm gonna <laughs> say it. The real grossness of incest, and I don't. It really comes from children, right? That's where it all really comes from. Like, I guess you could date your brother, maybe, but like, it only gets a little fuzzy if you're like, we're going to have kids. Oh, Jen. I don't really uh, mean that. No, no, no. She I doesn't mean it. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not we saying can that's agree it's worse <laughs> if you have kids. I'm not saying that's what I believe. I'm saying <laughs> the concept of incest, I believe, has, has been like, like it, it's, it's horrifying for people simply because we know what can happen if, if it's right. And often it comes from a place of abuse. This was not the case in this case oh. with these two ladies. Oh, okay. I meant if two people actively engaged, I don't mean, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. meant if, if for some reason, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. okay, I don't know. Should we edit it? This has really out? gone all of it. I, I think of I it. should keep get rid going. of all of it. No, I, keep going. I just want to be <laughs> just clear. Please uh, defend incest in no, no, some cases. I don't mean forced, <laughs> I know. Roast incest. I know. I, mean, I know. If, if there is out there, out there inexplicably a brother and a sister who are like I think I love you in this way I don't know why that would be happening maybe it happens you know I think I'm done <laughs> but, but you get what I'm saying yeah yeah no the, and there are cases I, where unfortunately two people meet they don't know that they're related yes. and they find out later and they decide to stay together or not obviously I don't think any of us can judge that situation yeah no it's it's weird I don't know I, you know what? We're just going to edit all that out. No, no, We're no. Not. I, I don't mind <laughs> because I made it very clear. I didn't mean like horrifying abuse. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. what I meant. I just meant no. maybe somewhere in the world there's people who oh, just are just like, Hey, <laughs> Oh, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. We do have a topic today. 
<laughs> that's it. We're done. You know what? Um, you know what? I think that's how we go out. <laughs> Got a little backed up on my Akakwan just now. Maybe it's Akakwan. I'm going to keep looking. It's just I've never, I've never heard that as a roadway, but you also live in the counties. So okay. I don't know if we have to say it like that, but okay. Yeah. Um, I live in well, I were, the I used county. to. I used to work in the counties. So okay. I, yeah. Okay. Sorry. So you chose this story because I chose last week's. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> So and you sweet. said, let's maybe do something light. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I actually specifically requested a traumatic story from Jenny. She's going to come through with that maybe next time. So yeah. we're going to alternate, right? <laughs> I'm going to go live and laugh and trauma myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to live, laugh, be traumatized at some point. Live, laugh, lose yourself. That's actually hanging in Eminem's house. There you go. There you go. Um, but for now, um, so you asked me if I wanted to do something spooky yes. because we love a spooky Jennifer. And as we know, my main interest, my main, um, I feel like purpose in life is that I think more Jennifers should be ghosts. That's true. So, also really quick, just please check your ums. <laughs> yes. If Thank you reviewers for me- several of you pointing out how much we say, um, Really? Which oh, I'm no. just going to say. How do you think how... they're going to feel about my strong stance on incest? Oh, they're going to be for it, obviously. I As annoyed? I should hope so. Also, this is just how people talk. And again, it's a free podcast. So you have so many choices to entertain yourself. If you don't like us, it's fine. Yeah. Go outside, even if you like that. I don't, mm-hmm. but maybe mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. And if you can't, I have to assume this because there's, it's backed up on the Akakwan. <laughs> <laughs> we have to assume. Yeah. We have to assume. Okay. So continue. Ooh. I'm so sorry. No more derailing. Okay. More generous should be ghosts is my stance. And I have, uh, I've discussed this before. We like to play a little fast and loose with reality in some of these stories. You know, I found this is a historic, um, she's a Jenny. I will say. Uh, really? Which, a Jenny from history? That's not a thing. However, she's a Jenny with an I-E. Much like our friend uh, Jenny Egerty. Yeah. Frog and Twitter doing their best. Buy that so, book, guys. It's a great book. This is the story of Jenny Wade today. So, well, first of all, uh, my sources are the great Wikipedia. Love it. My favorite new website, hauntedhouses.com. And also second favorite web, new website, civilwarghosts.com. Oh my gosh. And, and, and hopefully the two shall meet on occasion. Yes. <laughs> oh and they do for this story. And I will say some of the details of the story, because as the website implies, this is a civil war story. Some of the details contradicted each other on these two sites. Um, so that does I... not sound very civil. <laughs> and so between the three of them, I chose what I thought seemed to be accurate based on the different accounts and also what I thought was more fun. So Jenny Wade, I hate to tell you this, she's actually born Mary Virginia Wade in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania in 1843. I love Gettysburg so much. I've never been there. I will tell you a haunted story when we're done about my time in Gettysburg. Oh, great, great. Deeply haunting. 
she's also called Ginny from Virginia, which later becomes Jenny. So she's kind of a fraud of a Jennifer, but for the purposes of this podcast, we forgive her because she's dead now. So mm. uh, she spells Jenny, J-E-N-N-I-E. She grows up on Baltimore Street in Gettysburg. Are you familiar? I believe I am. Yes. Gettysburg is not that big, not really, or at least maybe I just went to one bar and de- decreed this this is not a very big place at all and I just walked away I've never been and for some reason in my head I confuse it with Hershey Pennsylvania even though two very different things happen there yeah there's there's civil war ghosts and then there's just chocolate bar ghosts. a river of chocolate different (laughs) different ghosts Mm -hmm. both delicious both deeply haunted okay so she grows up on Baltimore street with her mother, who's also named Mary, very Gilmore girls situation here, three brothers and two sisters. Her father isn't really around. His name is James and he's a tailor by trade. He's a James Taylor. James- <laughs> I'm so angry. I was like, where's this going? Really? Tisdale? He's a James Taylor, but he frequently had battles with the law to the point that he was admitted into a mental institution for his erratic and troubling behavior. And to be fair, in the mid 1800s, that could mean anything, right? Like maybe he drank too much. Maybe he refused to drink or maybe he had mental health struggles that they just did not treat at the time. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, wasn't like those hysterical women. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, lock them up. Um, To pay the bills, Jenny and her mother worked as seamstresses out of their home. So I wrote that there are a couple of Mary Taylor Morse. Love that. Thank you. Thank 10 you. out of 10. 10 out of 10. They also look after a neighbor's disabled son, Isaac, to make extra money. But it's not all work for Jenny. No, no. <laughs> She's also dating and possibly engaged to Johnston Hastings, quote, Jack Skelly Jr. What a name. That was so many so many names. Jack so he goes Skell- by Jack. Uh, like Jack Jack's- Skellington? Yeah. His okay. name is Jack Skelly Jr. Okay. Who's off fighting in the Union Army. Oh, he's one of the, yeah, he's one of the good guys. Yeah. Pennsylvania, they are fighting for the Union Army. Yeah. Uh, I can only assume she stitches his name over and over on burlap or whatever, right? Like Jack and Jenny forever. Mrs. Once- Jenny Skelly. Yes. Mrs. Vir- Mary Virginia Skelly. Miss Jenny Virginia Mary Vir- Skelly <laughs> Hastings Jr. Forever. Ever. Yeah. It's a it's a lot of stitching on that uh, one. Um, um, I'm just going to say um a few okay, times sorry. just to I warm, up, warm up. It's okay. I'm going to warm aware. up. How now, brown cow? So as we know, Gettysburg is mainly known for one thing. And that is the fact that Gettysburg College's sports team remain the Bullets. That (laughs) is true. They are called the Bullets. That is bad. I do remember when the Washington Bullets, which are now the Washington Wizards, which is D.C.'s basketball team. I do recall when they did that name change and they did it Mm -hmm. so long ago, like, it's been long de- time ago. decades well mm-hmm. before anyone was pointing out how uh, the name of a team is problematic. And I do remember thinking at the time, oh, I don't think the bullet's the problem. I do think it's a gun. Like, I feel like just if you yeah. just have a bullet, you're okay. Surely there are, other- but we kept the Redskins. 
honestly until 10 minutes ago <laughs> 10 so, literally 10 minutes ago. I, I always thought it strange that we went we changed to bullets first and we were just like what well, we think redskins fine right everybody and everybody yeah. said yes this checks out they're like we don't want to be known as the murder capital of america but we will kick indigenous people down whenever yeah. possible yeah so Get- gettysburg is still going strong there's still that. the bullets yeah but no it was also home to the bloodiest battle of the civil war which, if you don't know, resulted in between 46,000 and 51,000 casualties over July 1st through 3rd, 1863. So this is about almost two years into the Civil War that the Battle of Gettysburg happened. I am making a face because I thought, the I know that was a very bloody battle, but I thought there was an even bloodier battle in West Virginia somewhere, but I might be incorrect, obviously, as you have the information in front of you. And I'm just... Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying words out loud. <laughs> That's okay. We love to speculate. That's why I wrote things down. <laughs> so, which if you've um, never read this book, and I'm going to recommend a book if you're interested in the topic of the Civil War or death or how we came to grieve as a society. Do you recall why I might be? Oh, I thought you were talking to just me. You were talking to people listening. I'm talking why. to <laughs> the royal we. Yes, I'm going to recommend a book to the royal us. Yes, I do recall how you're connected to the Civil War. Tell everyone who doesn't know. Oh, okay. Uh, it's This is... Sadly, I don't, I don't, if it was ever a brag, it's certainly probably no longer a brag, but my great, great, great grandfather, it was named Henry Derringer and he was a gunsmith and he made a gun called the Derringer pistol. And it was used in many ways, I'm sure, but the most famous way was that John Wilkes Booth used it to assassinate Abraham Lincoln. So I do have a familial interest in the civil war ish. Yeah. It just gets passed down in your trigger fingers. Oh yeah, we have very strong <laughs> trigger fingers. Um, but I'm gonna recommend a book too, if you're interested in, mm-hmm. in how we came to grieve as a society. It's called This Republic of Suffering, Death and the American Civil War by Drew Gilpin Faust. And this book really helps put in perspective the magnitude of how many people were dying right in people's backyards and how that really changed um, at least Americans relationship with death from that point on, it was really a turning point. And yeah, I do think embalming was born because of the civil war born from. Yes. And, and honestly, there are days when I, I, I can't believe it pops into my head all the time, but I think to myself, how did they get everybody home? Everybody. I mean, not everybody, every body mm-hmm. home. I'm sure obviously not everyone made it home, I think a lot but of like, didn't. like, it just feels crazy to me. Obviously I'm sure some sort of identifications like sewn into your uniform, et cetera, et cetera. But it just feels chaotic to me that while all that was going on, somehow these bodies were making their way home to their families. I do not know why I focus on that. And yeah. I think about it often. I think, well, a lot of them didn't because she talks about that in the You'll book. You'll find about- bones, just bones and bones and bones. Like up there still. Is that what happened to you in Gettysburg? We'll get to it. Okay. So she does talk about that in the book though. And I've read it quite a few years ago. It came out in 2008. Um, But she talks about how people had to learn how to grieve without a body present. Because it was, people had such a different, like Victorian notions of death and mourning were very Mm. drawn out. and, And there was still some of that, but it really, it changed the way people perceived death. And just the scale was immense. Um, it says in the book that if a similar rate of people died today, which was 
in the Civil War was about 2% of the U.S. population, it would mean 6 million people would be dead. Uh, but this was in 2008, so probably more now. So yeah. in, in the Civil War, 620,000, between 620,000 and 750,000 soldiers died. And that would equate to about 6 million people today. I mean, we really went through a fraction of that or, and are technically, I would argue, still going through it Yeah. with, you know, people being absolutely horrified by these mass graves happening in New York for, I think, maybe I, I have to assume, I believe it was bodies that couldn't identify family members for, but still people being like really clutching their pearls of that. And I'm not yeah. saying like, oh, you forgot about the civil war because who's thinking of that? But it's like, oh, but you know, this is not, this is a thing we've, we've done before. It just feels crazy. Nowadays, because of the very, biz- I believe, I believe we have a very bizarre relationship with death. Mm-hmm. And I really think that we, it would be in our best interest to bring death, not to sound like a weirdo, I've already started off strong with this incest thing, it, to kind of bring death back into the home a little bit more, mm-hmm. I think. I know that sounds wild, but I have, I do believe that. I do believe we would handle it better if we didn't remove it from ourselves as much as we do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Cool agree with that not on the incest okay so I, I to be clear i'm sure out there there is some brother and sister who just looked at each other over the table one day and for reasons i'll never understand i fell in love like love that's all i'm saying i'm sure that's out there go ahead okay. don't put i mean look so, e- email us at too many if this is you oh god if okay. this is you let's get back to our story okay, okay. so back to jenny so now it's uh it's July 1st, 1863. Oh my God. It's almost an anniversary. Almost. So mother Mary, the mom, she's noticing, uh, there's a lot of bullets flying around on the sidewalk and near where we shit in the yard. We should probably get out of here because their house is right kind of in the middle of things when this battle starts. So she packs up the kids and Jenny and Isaac, the neighbor who they're looking after. And they go down the street to Jenny's sister, George's house because they think it'll be safer down there. And they can also help Georgia take care of her newborn baby. Who's only five days old, (gasps) tiny, tiny baby. Another account I read also said that Jenny was already staying there with her sister, helping out with the baby. And um, Georgia's house was a duplex owned by a woman named Susan McLean. So we got a Jenny and we got a Susan. We love it. And I mentioned this because hauntedhouses.com describes the three women, Jenny, Georgia, and Susan McLean as, quote, having kind hearts and letting the orphan children from the nearby orphanage escape their hard, abusive existence for a while and play at their house, enjoying a few happy times, a kind of oasis away from their sad reality of suffering at the hands (laughs) of their abusive orphanage director with personal issues and temper problems. I'm sorry, is this the, like, b-side of annie like, it is what is absolutely. that description i get that that person's obviously being a little i hope flowery in their description little, yeah but it is interesting to just be like we recognize that abuse is happening but heck if we can do anything about it come on over we have a yard come on over you can frolic around and we won't hit hope you this, hope this helps and we do know there was a lot of abuse in those homes at the time and still every home every home and i'd also want to point out which uh 
in this story, there's no men around until this battle starts, to which I say, good for these ladies. Sounds <laughs> great. See you there. The men are off at war. The ladies are like looking after kids and I don't know, probably having some quiet time occasionally. Sewing up a storm. Good for them. Okay. But because they've only traveled down the street, I don't know how far down the street it was, but not far enough. By afternoon, the battle's now at George's doorstep too. And it's dangerous again, which hauntedhouses.com calls a landlord's nightmare. <laughs> That's who we care about. <laughs> yeah. This, this pro-landlord podcast, absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. But our Jenny, and the descriptions of her really remind me of Mary and It's a Wonderful Life when she's, you know, raising all these babies and getting black mold out of the house. And <laughs> she's still like setting her hair every day. And you're like, who, who's this woman who has it all, right? This is, that's Jenny. That's the way she's described. You want the moon, Mary? You want it? Jenny's unfazed by all this warfare. She brings water and food to the Union soldiers who are presumably, you know, injured and smelly on their porch all while helping Georgia care for her baby son, who's, you know, five days old, probably not too excited about all the gunshots he's hearing. And Susan pieces out, right? She leaves town because Susan's smart, right? And I don't know, the orphans are not mentioned again. I don't know. (laughs) Hopefully they're okay. Another day goes by, July 2nd, bullets, 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 right? At some point a cannonball lodges itself in a wall in the attic, but it doesn't explode. They're like, okay, that was a lot. Okay, but now it's July. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do cannonballs explode? Apparently. Okay, because all I'm picturing is just um, pirate ships shooting at each other. <laughs> yeah. And I think that their purpose was just to destroy the ship, but I don't know if those cannons exploded at all. Oh, we'll gosh. Ask- from someone who came from a long line of weapon makers, I sure don't know about cannonballs. You mm. know, they don't come up a lot. Mm. Not on, enough. On what? Unless Reddit? we're talking There's about- There's probably a cannonball subreddit. Sure. Unless we're talking about that song by the Breeders, Cannonball. Then We're having a great time at the pool. Great time, great time. So it's now July 3rd, right? Almost time to celebrate. Uh, there's a break in the crossfire and Jenny and one of her brothers go outside to collect firewood because it's safe. And then she goes back in to read the book of Psalms for a bit. There weren't a lot of books around, I guess. Mm. And it's about 8 a.m. And Jenny is kneading dough in the kitchen to make bread for the Union soldiers, because again, she can have it all. A bullet crashes through a bedroom window, missing Georgia and her baby by mere inches and lodging itself in a bedpost, which is horrifying, but close call, everyone's okay. But suddenly, as Jenny is finishing her bread dough, another bullet travels through both the parlor and kitchen door, hitting Jenny in the back and hitting her in the heart. It actually lodges itself in her corset and she dies instantly. Oh, at least it was instant. God, God, God. And it's later discovered that more than 150 bullets hit George's house during that time. That's absurd. I know. Jenny was moved to the cellar until it would be safe to bury her, which they did temporarily in the backyard in a coffin originally meant for a Confederate general. They were just like, yoink, this is- this They're is, like, I don't think we're going to get this now. guy. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look like we're going to be getting this guy today. This is Jenny's. 
she deserves it. Uh, and, and then later in January 1864, she was buried in the German Reformed Church's Cemetery. Almost two years after that, in November of 1865, she was moved yet again to the Evergreen Cemetery, where she remains today. Jenny is the only direct civilian casualty of the Battle of Gettysburg. The only oh, that's, I almost said exciting, but I think you know what I mean when I say that's exciting. <laughs> I don't mean good for her. It's distinctive. Yeah, right? that is like, look, if it's something tragic like that's going to happen, maybe get a little, a little, a little, um, get us book of world records blurb out of it. She's number one. There it <laughs> she is. is number one. Yeah, okay. That's it. There it is. That's the silver lining. We're allowed. And the day after her death, July 4th, her mother baked 15 loaves of bread with Jenny's dough and served them to union soldiers to the people, one of the people who might've killed her. Cause it didn't necessarily, wasn't necessarily a Confederate bullet that went- they didn't know. Yeah. They have, they have no way of knowing really. Oh who it was. boy. Oh boy. Nice Stockholm syndrome style loaf of bread. Thank you so much for coming here and creating this chaos and horror. Please have some bread. Have some bread. And in 1882, the United States Senate voted to grant Wade's mother a pension, citing that her daughter had been killed serving the Union cause, baking bread for the soldiers. So that's good for for Mary Wade. A monument was erected over her evergreen grave in 1900, along with an American flag that flies day and night. The only other woman with that honor is the late Betsy Ross. Saw that coming. Oh, what? Wait, that's not over. Okay. But what of Jack, Jenny's beloved? Oh, that's right. I forgot about Jack. You forgot about Jack Skelly Jr. So without Jenny's knowledge, Jack had been seriously wounded just two weeks prior to her death. With news traveling much slower, Jenny never knew that he had been injured. And a few days after her death, Jack died from his injuries, passing away on July 12th. He too never received news of what happened to Jenny. Oh, but he's that makes that means he's not buried near her, I guess. Mm, likely no. Mm. There persists, this is my favorite part. There persists rumors that if you place your finger in the hole of one of the doors that was penetrated when Jenny died, you will become engaged not long after. <laughs> Miraculously, that door is still in the home to this day, hole and all. There's a picture of it. The house still stands. Is it like a museum? Yeah. Well. Here, we're going to get to our next section. The Jenny Wade house today is now the Jenny Wade Museum. Should we go? I'll go. We can. Uh, they we do should. private tours also. No, we so- I'm ta- uh, Jenny, please, I'm taking a private tour. I'm not hanging around with the riffraff. <laughs> I, think you, I think you know that about me. I looked it up. It's $90 for up to six people. That's fine. An hour and a half. Oh, by the way. There might be more than one person because I haven't yet told you what happened with the shaman, but we'll save that for oh, the end. Oh, great. Okay. Wow. So they have a very detailed and graphic tour available. Um, if you want to look inside 19th century life, specifically when Jenny Wade died, children under five get free entry, Jen. So is this you being like, have a kid, <laughs> bring it along. <laughs> um, adults are 11.50. They have a floorboard still covered in blood from the day Jenny died. Also on display are several photographs that have been taken inside the home, seemingly capturing the spirit of Jenny Wade. And now I want to get into the history of manifestations in this home from hauntedhouses.com. Okay. I'm excited. Maybe we can somehow spend a lot of money that neither of us has to spend the night there one evening and have um, 
a seance, even though neither of us is a professional in any capacity. So I guess what I mean is bring a Ouija board and some we'll, candles. We'll watch a YouTube video ahead of time. Okay. Actually, thank you. That's how, how I've fixed a lot of things in my life, YouTube and private Facebook groups. So yes. So great. So start a Facebook group. Um, people named Jenny with an IE can join it and they will help us summon. I assume that's how it works. So according to hauntedhouses.com, people who die in the middle of an important task or work goal often try to continue what they were doing before they died. I mean, she's making bread for the rest of her goddamn afterlife. That's dumb. Poor Jenny. So the, the spirit of Jenny Wade has been seen. It's an apparition of a young woman around the house who is apparently still breaking baking bread as the aroma of freshly baked bread delights the living. No, I, 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 <laughs> I reject, I absolutely reject that notion that this poor woman has to need bread uh, in her goddamn in her afterlife. spirit afterlife. Yeah. That's awful. No, thanks. Her favorite perfume is also noticed by visitors. It is a rose scented perfume. And also, you know, unfinished business concerning loved ones has caused entities to cause onto the world. Perhaps she's waiting for the fate of her beloved Jack, who she knew was fighting, and she never found out that he died at the Battle of Winchester. There are also, Jen, the unknown spirits of friendly children in the house. They have made their presence known. They have been known to yell a friendly greeting. Hey! <laughs> That's it. They just say hey. <laughs> oh. Uh, if they take a liking to a person, they've been known to grab onto this favored person's ankles in an, in an affectionate way, not a mean way, and travel with this person through the tour. Okay, I will be absolutely furious if a child doesn't latch onto my ankle. I will be <laughs> so deeply You're offended. Like, Am I not favored? Kids <laughs> what love is happening? me. And if no ghost mm -hmm. child grabs onto my ankle and mm -hmm. lets me drag it around this house. <laughs> I will be furious. You're like, I'm going to have some good quips for you, ghost child. You need to latch on to me. Jen, I noticed you're not wearing socks today. Well, you never know. Somebody might need to grab onto this delicate ankle. It's very delicate. On the second floor, the entities of children like to swing on the chains, which are part of the roped off areas that have antique furniture to prevent visitors sitting or touching the displays. So these kids are just shaking these velvet ropes, I guess. And they also play with the bed skirts. I don't know how that manifests with wind, perhaps. Hmm. On the first floor, they like to play in the first floor bedroom. This house sounds enormous. Is this house mm -hmm. big? Okay. It's a few stories. It's used to a duplex to me. And I'd love to tell you, I can picture what a duplex even looks like, but I cannot. It's two houses connected in the middle. Hence that, that makes sense because it do. Mm. Yeah. So on the first floor room, it says the little entities like to play with visitors jewelry or tug on coats. I don't know, Jenny. They sound like assholes to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it also says, you know, in other stories on this website. So they're citing their own stories as proof that this is true. The entities of children like to stay where they are loved and cared for. So that's why these little orphan children are having fun. Okay. And then there's two more spirits who have been seen in this house, the two male spirits. So the first one is thought by some to be Jenny's father, uh, who's been noticed by the living to be hanging out in the cellar. Not sure if he's been noticed by the dying somewhere else. The second male presence is known to haunt the upstairs area. He smokes cigars and on occasion lets invisible ashes fall on visitors for chuckles. What does that mean? Invisible ashes? Oh, yeah, they're invisible. How so do, do we you know they're feel there? Them? 
Uh, I would, that feels painful. I don't care for that. Yeah. But he needs another lesson or two in social graces, according to hauntedhouses.com. And that's it. That's the Jenny Wade house, which I think we should go visit. I do want to go visit it. This sounds great. I'm already engaged, but I will stick my finger in that hole. (laughs) Okay. Well, listen, isn't that a pulled quote that I would love to isolate? I'm already engaged, but I will stick my finger in that in hole. In that hole. Jenny That's Caballero. It. Jenny Wade. So you can see pictures. A lot of people have seen her apparition. Some of the ghost hunting, ghosty shows have visited there. Um, I don't personally like those shows because I feel like it's like movie magic. Well, it's also always the du- the douchiest men in the world are ghost hunters, mm-hmm. whatever that even means. And I think it's just time to have like two ladies named Jennifer, Jennifer try to talk to a fellow technical Jenny. I think that, that she would be mm-hmm. far more receptive than uh, Zach Baggins or whatever the hell his name is. The Zach guy that, Baggins. <laughs> the guy that bought the La Bianca house, which is a, the second house in the Manson murders. Mm-hmm. Like that guy, that guy doesn't need to go up hunting for ghosts uh it should be us just you know two gals who want to ask her what it was like being saddled with the most common name in america from 1972 to 1984 and she was a mary which is super common in her own household so she had to go by a nickname maybe i could roll up and go listen appreciate you making that bread i am gluten-free now is there She's like, what is gluten? I'd love to teach her. I'd love to show up and be like, I I have some alternatives. Here's almond flour. (laughs) You know, whatever. There are a lot of, well, all I'm saying is there's lots of stuff we can do. And I think that we should attempt it. Okay. I've never been to Gettysburg, so. I love it. I love it so much. What is your Gettysburg story though? I wish it was a story of ghosts. It's really, I went, uh, I stayed at an Airbnb before it got very crazy to even attempt to do do such a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this house was old and the woman just said, oh, this used to be, this happened a lot during the civil war. It was obviously a regular house, but it was used as a hospital. and she just said, you know, there's, there were, there's lots of stories of people seeing just like men without arms or men without a leg. And I said, well, what about just the arm? <laughs> she was like, what? And I said, well, what if you're just haunted by just the arm? Yeah. Where'd the arm go? I, I, the arm should have its say. Yeah. Like a, a full agency over your own haunting. So she was like, I don't know about that. And I said, well, let's just keep an open mind. <laughs> So that was all that. That's all I I would love to say. I mean, did I hear noises in the night? Yes. Was I primed to hear noises in the night? Yes. Do I believe in ghosts? As you know, I do. But so it was super fun. Um, And then for the shaman. Oh, yes. It was was very interesting. I got, you know, my chakras aligned. And I think you probably saw all this on Twitter. She said to me, you have anger in your solar plexus. And I felt maybe that I had it everywhere. But she seemed to think it was really um, centered in my solar plexus, which is like this area. I'm, this is a uh, audio medium, so no one can see what is I'm doing, but like it's like down here. I think it's like your stomach ish. Uh, and then she said, and you have a lot of sadness in your knees. In your knees, sad knees. <laughs> and I said, lady, if these blowjobs could talk. No, but um, <laughs> let me tell you. How does sadness in one's knees reveal itself? 
I don't, I don't know, she, but she helped it, I think. And then as I was leaving, she told me that my aura, I think you also saw this on the old intro, was yellow. Hmm. Uh, she goes, you can, and she was very kind. I'm not making fun of her when I say this, but this made me laugh. She goes, if you want to go home and look it up and see what that means, you can. And I wanted to go, well, isn't that your job? <laughs> What's happening? You should tell me you're, I'm standing right here. If you know the answer. Uh, but as I was leaving, she was talking, she was I was facing her and we were in a room and, she, and there, I was against a wall, but there was also a doorway. But as she was speaking to me, she looked very quickly over my right shoulder, which would have been like closer to a corner of the room. And she looked very scared for one second, but then she kept talking. And I said, is there something wrong? You looked very upset just now. She goes, yeah, there's just, there's someone with you. And I said, oh, and she said, and I said, well, is it a bad someone? Why do you look so nervous? And she said, well, no one's ever followed anyone into the house before. This is the first time. And I said, well, I hope this goes like podcasts because I'm about to listen to them on the way home. And I started to walk out and I said, are they coming with me? And she said, yeah. And I was just like, come on. It's very clear you're making the shaman nervous. Let's GTFO. So goodness, what if it's the devil? What if it's Lucifer himself? Listen, the amount of times as a child with my Ouija board that I intentionally tried to talk to, and I quote, the devil. Yeah, I know. And I think a lot of kids did that with Ouija boards. Like, who do you want to talk to? And you're like, the devil. (laughs) The devil. No, what if he was already there? He's like, Jen, I'm here. I, Let's Listen, chat. If, if he's still here, that makes me feel like he doesn't have a lot of things to do. <laughs> feels That feels untrue to me. Uh, he's making your knees sad though. <laughs> I don't think it's him that made these knees sad. I'll tell you that much. But um, so yeah, so that was that. And how was your week without me? Um, hmm. Apart from uh, losing all of your, all of your rights to your, our, your body. Oh, that, body. that, 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 Well, well in, I, in the new book, our bodies, yourselves, <laughs> yourselves. Oh gosh. Um, my week's been okay. I, for those who don't know, I got, uh, I'm having hip replacement surgery in like 10 days. She has sadness now. in her hips. Yeah. My hips are very sad and very demonic and they lie a lot. My hips do lie and they lie by (laughs) pretending to be hips when they are steaming piles of garbage. So I'm having my left hip replaced on July 6th. So about a week from when you all hear this. And so, and I'm also planning a wedding, which is lovely and joyful. And I'm also taking off work for several weeks to recover and so it's been it's been a lot to be honest I've been pretty stressed but I just have one more week of work and then I have a couple days off before the surgery and I have a lovely supportive partner who's uh just a just a lovely person and And I'm gonna second that emotion (laughs) second that emotion so I've never gone through this type of thing I've had a lot of surgeries I have a disability and I've had multiple surgeries never a joint replacement though and I've always done it I've done it with the help of of family members and friends I've never had a partner who is with me for it and my mom is actually coming out to to help us we want kind of want all hands on deck in case things don't aren't very smooth afterwards. So I'm, I'm excited to see my mom and 
<laughs> to have like two weeks off of work, <laughs> but I'm not. I do not. feel like I should make things more complicated by coming to meet your mom, but I'm not sure. I think you should. She'll be here for a week. Honestly, if I'm not on painkillers, I will be more receptive to visitors. Painkillers make me so cranky and tired and barfy. So. They are not fun. You know my drug. They're not fun. Certainly not painkillers. Yeah, mine is not. They do nothing uh, fun for me, which is good. <laughs> but all they do so is bad. make me itch and then yeah. not not shit. Yeah, they make so. me constipated. They make me want to throw up. Yeah. So. We're just going to see how it goes, but I would love for you to meet uh, Susan, my mom. And so, yeah, I'm feeling a lot of stress related to all of those things, but. But how um, exciting will it be when you have your new hip? Yeah, I think I know it's going to be a process. Yeah. But I am excited about that for you. Thank you. And Um, selfishly, you're going to be like, Jen, I don't calm down. I don't know if we'll be able to do this, but selfishly, this could maybe mean, do you know what I'm about to say? I do. What am I about to say? That you can watch horror movies? That's not true. Although, yes. <laughs> Selfishly, if you're feeling physically able to, you might be able to attend the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Maybe. We don't have, see how that is. It's... We'll see. We'll see. I still have to get the right one replaced after this is all said and done. True. We're going to wait till after the wedding so that I'm not actively recovering right. at the wedding. But um did I mention I am having a wedding, Jen? Hey, I'm excited that at all on this podcast. So you when know, when is there's... the date again? <laughs> wow, Jen is our officiant. If you didn't know that, it's October second. I know, because uh, I had a moment of panic because I am going to New Orleans for um, Halloween, and for one second I thought, "Did you fucking fuck up, you stupid idiot?" It's I have it on my calendar. I have it on my calendar. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to yeah release this episode and hopefully one more before I have surgery or while I'm having, while I'm recovering. So yeah, I'll, I'll report back, but send any good vibes you have. Yes. Not vibrators. Got that covered. Actually, and... I don't know. Send those two. Who cares? Now we're going to hear a different song as an outro. Is we are. It's about to happen for people Something... who are unfamiliar with us or familiar with us, or maybe they don't make it to the outro. You should listen to this spooky this song. Something a little special that we recorded when Jen was over last episode, um, which we recorded in person. And we thought as a palate cleanser, Mike or Michael, we'll just call him Mike Michael <laughs> from Michael. now on. Mike Michael, Michael recorded a alternate version of our theme music that we've been sitting on for a little bit. And we thought, what a great time to give this to Jen. Thank so you. thank you all for listening. Jen, where else can you find us? At Jenny Wade's house. That's not at the mall. <laughs> Jen, while you're at our apartment, this is a, uh, we're pasting this in a later episode. Um, Michael uh, made you a gift that <laughs> he's been talking about for months. And then finally, I was like, you gotta, we gotta get this on tape. So I'm just gonna let him play it. And then do you, do you need to intro? Do you want an intro? Sorry. Michael says he has a, a controlling, sh- what is it? A majority shareholder in our podcast, as if it has value. <laughs> what happened a couple months ago was that um, Jenny and I were talking about the theme song. And I was like, what if the theme song was like really depressing? Here we go. Oh my God, I love being depressed. 
Everybody's wearing Crocs in this house but me. Too many <laughs> Jennifers <laughs> on the line. Oh my God. It's like Joy Division. Too many Jennifers <laughs> out of time. <laughs> Too many oh my God. Jennifers crossing the line. It is sad. It's sad like this. Oh my Too God. Many Jennifer's to the other side. Oh my god, sounds like we need to be murdered. There's too many of us. The mall is gone. <laughs> the mall is gone. It is gone. Oh my god. <laughs> The mall is gone. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. The gone. Should this be the one on the last episode? <laughs> yes. A special sad version. It's not over. Ten more minutes. 1,550,000. Five thousand three hundred and four. Oh my god. One million five hundred fifty five thousand three hundred and three. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 oh my, I love it. I love it so much. It's a horror movie. Should we write a horror movie called Too Many Jennifers? I will do it. About a man who only kills women named Jennifer because he thinks there's too many Jennifers. Copyrighted right now. It's happening. This is also a, a love letter to Margot McDonald, writer of our theme song. Um, thank you, Michael. Um, Michael's been singing this like for months. We just would sing like, the mall is gone. Just nonstop, nonstop. So thank you, Michael. You're lovely. I love it. I love it. And I love you both. <laughs>